Welcome to the Residential Movement. I'm your host, Dr. Ashley Maciejewski, a house call dentist with a lot of passion for dental home care. I'm here to encourage, equip, and empower dentists like you to begin offering dental services at the residences of patients who are best served at home. Listen in as we talk dentistry, business, ethics, mindset, and more, and learn how you can become a part of the residential movement. Hello there. Welcome to the very first episode of the Residential Movement Podcast. I am super excited to connect with you today and each week going forward. In this first episode, I'm going to introduce you to the residential movement because you're probably wondering what the heck that even is, which is reasonable because we made it up. I say we, I actually can't take full credit for the name. My man Chris made up the silly term residential because it more playfully describes my work of residential dental care or dental house calls. I own a dental home care service in Buffalo, New York called Accommodental, and I travel into people's homes or residential facilities to provide dental care to them right then and there. My on-site services are primarily for people who cannot safely get to the dentist's office. Whenever I tell someone that I'm a house call dentist, they are shocked. They've never heard of such a thing. A dentist who does house calls? How does that work with all the equipment? The questions are endless. People can't even imagine a dentist in their home. The funny thing is that everyone's heard of the visiting nurses, in-home physical therapists, mobile primary care providers, traveling phlebotomists, and a bunch of other at-home health providers. Still, like I said before, no one can even imagine a dentist in their home. Now, maybe you're listening in from a big city like New York or San Francisco, and you think I'm full of it. You think I'm lying because in big cities, Dental house calls have been offered there for decades. Generally, developments take place in major cities and tend to reach smaller cities over time. Dental house calls are no exception. Trust me, I know that today in my hometown, I am the only traveling dentist. In the majority of communities, nobody is doing dental house calls. My mission is to make dental home care normal instead of novel or niche. So I'm recording this podcast to encourage you and other dentists like you to offer at-home dental services too. I'm hopeful that this model will gain traction over time so that me, you, and other dentists can start a movement to normalize dental home care. Hence the name of this show, Residential Movement. Is the name finally making sense now? I hope so. The reason I'm hoping the residential movement catches traction is because millions of people are in need of dental home care today. I am not exaggerating. There are currently 4 million American adults who could be described as homebound. These people may have special needs, cognitive impairment, or limited mobility. Maybe they have autoimmune disorders, dementia, extreme anxiety. Or maybe they've always been healthy and are now just elderly and safer at home. The 4 million figure doesn't even account for all of the children with these same conditions who are also safer at home. You probably know and even love someone who falls into one or more of these categories. I know I do. And guess what? Someday you and I could very well need at-home dental services too. So why isn't dental home care available? There are actually a number of factors and a bunch of complicated answers to this question, but here on this show, I'm going to focus on the one variable we may be able to influence. One reason why people who need at-home dental care can't find it is because there just aren't enough house call dentists. You are a dentist, and there's a very good chance that residential dental care is probably just as foreign to you as it is to the general public. 
I made it through all four years of dental school without even hearing about dental house calls or dental home care. I didn't know that in-home dental care was a career option until I was a resident. Even once I had finally heard about it, there was hardly any information out there. I had to track down a house call dentist and reach out to her personally. She's a busy lady, so she just told me to buy her book. I bought it and it helped me in some ways, but it wasn't like super cheap or easy to get my hands on. Today, between Google and the public library, you can learn a ton about pretty much any subject in the world for free. Information has never been more abundant or available than it is today. Still, there is a huge scarcity of info out there for house call dentists or aspiring house call dentists. That is why I'm recording this podcast for you today. If you are ever going to consider incorporating dental house calls into your career, you're going to need some help. Each week, I'm going to share a new episode with you. Some weeks, you'll hear from just me. I'll show up here to share stories about my life as a house call dentist, to offer actionable tips that you could implement into your dental practice, and to answer questions that you send me. Other weeks, you'll get to hear from friends of mine, too. I'll share conversations between myself and other traveling dentists, or myself and other business professionals. I'm always trying to learn more to better serve my patients, and I want you to learn right alongside me. Now that you've finally heard about the dental home care model, you probably have a lot of questions. You might even be a skeptic, and that's okay. When I first told my family, friends, and other dentists that I'd be starting a dental home care service, there was a lot of concern. They'd say, Ash, we live in an area with a ton of dentists. If there was really a need, wouldn't somebody be addressing this already? People are getting along just fine without a house call dentist. Wrong! People are not getting along just fine. As we speak, there are people who are stuck at home suffering with dental ailments. I'm talking about nonverbal teenagers with autism who are too uncooperative to leave the house and who are suffering with tooth pain that they can't communicate to anyone. I'm talking about hospice patients with a broken tooth traumatizing their cheeks or gums as they try to share their final words with loved ones. This is all happening right now, and in most communities, these patients don't have any options. It's not fun to think about, but it's reality, so someone needs to think about it. My loved ones could clearly sense my emotion and passion, but emotion and passion do not make a business sustainable. They'd challenge me with a question like this. Need does not equal demand. Is this even a viable business option? And to be honest, I didn't really know the answer. When I was starting up a comma dental, I grabbed dinner with a very successful dentist friend of mine, and I told him about my idea. This intelligent guy asked me if I was independently wealthy. So naturally, I started laughing. I thought he was kidding, but he wasn't. He was actually serious. So when I said no, he asked me if I had taken a vow of poverty. Again, he was completely serious. He was kind and well-meaning. He just could not see how this venture would be successful. Most people felt the same way. The worst part was that I knew my skeptics had very valid points. I have zero business training. I knew absolutely nothing about running a business. I could not have told you the first thing about QuickBooks or taxes. I hadn't tested the market. I didn't have a mentor who was already doing house calls. I didn't have a bunch of cash laying around, so I couldn't pay a consultant. And Pouring all of my savings into mobile dental equipment was certainly a risk because I do have student loans to pay back and bills to pay. You know, my job at the time already afforded me a very nice lifestyle, so why should I have risked any of that? There were about 10 million reasons why I shouldn't have pursued this business. I had a ton of fear and anxiety, but I had even more conviction. I'd be lying if I said that my faith didn't play a role in my decision to start a comma dental. I do believe that we are all created on purpose to fill a unique role in the world. Building my business was scary, but I was even more afraid of how I'd feel if I didn't pursue it. 
What if I didn't at least attempt to help these patients? Then I knew that their needs would remain unmet. I trusted that if I answered this call that was placed on my heart, I would be connected to patients who needed my services. Thankfully, that's exactly what happened. I feel very similarly about this podcast. There is no guarantee that anyone will listen to anything that I'm saying right now. But if I don't record this, I know that there's a 100% chance that nobody will ever hear this. So here I am. Let's say you don't feel a huge spiritual calling, but you're still intrigued. That's okay. That's probably how most people listening feel right now. If you're interested and just a bit scared, let's be honest about something. You are a dentist. Even if you start doing dental house calls and your venture fails miserably, remember that every person on the planet, even people without teeth, need a dentist. Chairside Dentistry will always be there to go back to. Let me offer some reassuring news. After more than a year in business, I can assure you there is a demand for dental home care, a huge demand. There are families who have been waiting years for your at-home dental services and just haven't been able to call you yet. When Akama Dental opened, patients called us to schedule appointments with tears of joy and relief because they were finally able to get services that they had been waiting forever to get. Akama Dental is booked out for weeks and weeks. More than half of our visits are to see new patients because we're growing and thriving. There is a demand for residential dental care, even in my dentally saturated community, so I'm sure that there is a demand in yours. Even if you're listening in from a big city and there are already house call dentists in your area, I promise there is still a demand for you. There are so many patients at home and one dentist can only see so many people in a day. If you're wondering how many patients you might be able to see during the day, visit residentalmovement.com slash a day in the life for my free scheduling template based on my days. It'll help you imagine what your life could look like if you decide to offer these services. Even if every currently practicing house call dentist worked 24 seven, there's no way we could reach every patient in need of our services. We still need you. I hope after all of that, I've thoroughly convinced you that there is not only a significant need for dental home care, but a demand for dental home care. Also, I hope that you now know you could play a role in the residential movement. If anything we discussed today sparked your interest, check out the Residential Movement website, residentialmovement.com. Whether you decide to pursue dental home care or not, you can still support the patients who are in need at home. You can contribute to the Home Smile Care Foundation. This is an organization founded by loved ones and myself to provide grants to patients who cannot afford dental home care. Check out homesmilecarefoundation.org for more information. Thank you for joining me for the very first episode of The Residential Movement. I am beyond grateful that you decided to share this time with me today. Our time is finite and fleeting. I appreciate you. That's a wrap on this episode of The Residential Movement. If you liked what you heard today, subscribe to stay updated and leave me a review. If you know someone who could benefit from this info, please share this with them. All of these actions help fuel The Residential Movement. Thanks again for listening, Doc. Keep up the good work.